Hello and welcome to the Rick and Dabs podcast. I'm Rick. I'm Dabs. And we are here for you unscripted and raw. And you couldn't see that, but I was shaking my fist. We could definitely feel it, though. Could you feel the, could you feel the excitement in the room? Yep. It's palpable. So, <laughs> so this episode, what's it about, Dafs? This episode is about... Well, I suppose... Let's go ahead. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> Jumped the gun. I, I, I think we're doing... Um, what do you do? Uh, what do you do? Bionics. What do you do? Changing, right? Are we changing it up? It's essentially... What like if you could turn yourself into an animal of any kind? What which one would you choose? Oh, really? That one? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting on to episode two already. Epis- the next episode. That's a teaser for you guys at home. <laughs> I don't think they're very teased. No, nope. they're very uninterested. Nope. They're like, you told me exactly what it was. How's that a teaser? <laughs> so, before we get going, we have to remind everybody we're on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? And Podbean. Mm-hmm. And we are on Facebook at Rick and Duff's Podcast. Mm-hmm. Or Buckface if you're del- dyslexic. <laughs> yes, that is, that is true. <laughs> and you can always write to us at rickanduffs at gmail.com. This is also true. And uh, you can find us on the Jack Thirst. Mm-hmm. Ex- exposing Jack Thirst. Exposing base. Jack Thirst. <laughs> also, I have to promote Daff's your... Uh, Old Testament rhymes. <laughs> Would you tell us about that? Uh, so, uh, old rhymes, Old Testament has been something that I've been kind of doing um, just recently on my Instagram. And uh, so, you should all follow Daffs. Daffs, what's your handle? Uh, it's Daffs. We need to get you some more Instagram likes. It is Daffs Brantner. <laughs> that that that's it. D a f d a f s Brantner. <laughs> On Instagram, I'm only like there's only like four daffs in the whole world, so that's you should be able to find me. That's true. So tell us about your <laughs> so Old, old Testament, Testament rhymes. old rhymes. Um, basically, I was just sitting in traffic uh, and I was listening to uh, the Throwback Station that we have here in Seattle, which I really enjoy. What's um, it called? Uh, it's like a 103.3, um, oh, well, Hot 103, I think it is, uh, and it's gotcha. all throwbacks, straight throwback. And uh, and so I was just listening to these great jams and thinking. How would these be written if they were, you know, biblical? Biblical, and uh, and it was uh, it was uh, Jenny from the Block was on uh, Jennifer Lopez back in the day, mm-hmm. and I was just trying to figure out how I would go about writing that if I were uh, one of the many many people who wrote down Bible things. So give us a blast. Uh, that one was if I can remember it. Um, I think it was along the line. I wonder why my Old Testament voice too. It's a little bit more gravelly and, and okay. loud, so I warn you. Uh, <clears throat> something along the lines of uh, "Do not allow yourself to be led into falsehoods, <laughs> or thrown astray by the trappings and glittering finery of which I have acclaimed for myself. I am still, yes, I still remain Jennifer from the lands and whence I once came." Of Jenny from the block, which of course the, the actual line is, uh, don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block, yes. Um, so you should check that out because yeah. that is a you're not gonna find that kind of material out there <laughs> no. in the world just because it's new doesn't mean it's good, but uh, in this case, it is, <laughs> but yeah. I think I got about uh, about six of them now on there. So, so my sponsor today would be Old Testament Rhymes, <laughs> brought to you by Daff Sprantner. Uh, what's your sponsor? Uh, my uh, sponsor today is going to be the 
endless void that will eventually swallow us all. Ah, that sounds terrible. Yep. I've been following nihilist memes on Facebook, and they are hilarious. That sounds really dark. It's super dark. Okay, so into our topic. If you could change into any animal Mm. at any time, you know, at will, what would you choose? We've been talking about this. This is just an organic conversation for those of you out there. So, as I recall, I think we might have mentioned this at one point back in the day. Because I think we said giant squid or whale would be a good one because the oceans are just been so unexplored. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, you could, you well, could, no, actually, that's from the Harry Potter podcast oh, about it? like people just turning into their uh, what's it called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. could just turn into like a migratory whale and leave their family, <laughs> which is an absurd con- <laughs> concept of somebody running away from home. I'm done paying taxes. <laughs> Screw you. I'm gonna go, and there would be like communities of people just living out and <laughs> away from society. So if that were us, this would yeah. be very similar to that. However, it would be all of society would mm-hmm. be able to have the ability to turn into one animal, yeah, um, at, at, of their choosing. Yeah. My question would be: Would the animal choose you? Like some people would just get like mole rat. <laughs> you know, you're like no. So, <laughs> Was tiger taken? <laughs> They're like, let's be honest. You were never a tiger. You were never going to be a tiger. You're an accountant, Stu. You a know rat. you're a mole. You're burrowing ways. <laughs> you live in your den, I mean. <laughs> now, so hopefully you would be able to choose your animal. Mm-hmm. Um, Daphs, here's the question. For me, I my mind immediately goes to migratory fowl. <laughs> As one does. As one does. So my thought was I would be a uh, a bird of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then the question was, what type of bird? Mm-hmm. I chose Canadian goose. And I know that sounds absurd. I know eagles are far stronger. Yes. <laughs> um, ravens, smarter. Yes. More adored by yes. the public. But hear me out <laughs> You're making all excellent points of why you shouldn't be Canadian a geese. geese can fly for, I think, eight hours without stopping. Mm-hmm. They can fly fifty to sixty miles an hour, and if you and they're very accepting of like new geese joining their flock. Mm-hmm. So you just find some geese that are headed the direction you want to go, join their crew for a while, and then you know, be like ah. You know what? I've gone as far as I'm going to go, turn back into a human. You know, you can kind of like leech off of their dra- draft off of them, you know? Yeah. Also, my commute to work would be far, far better. That's true. Because I could just you know, wake up in the morning, get dressed, jump out the window, <laughs> yep. fly to work. Yep. No traffic for me. Well, and we decided that you would have to be, you, your clothes would have to change with you because otherwise you would be the one Canadian goose. Like flying it. with a gym bag, <laughs> twice twice as much as you. If that was the if that was the uh, conditions, uh, you would have to be have something with talons, and you would immediately really be investing in like REI gear. Yeah, you would be buying like lightweight camping gear. You'd have like a <laughs> a shirt that weighs like less than. Like an, an, an like not even an ounce. <laughs> I just imagine you getting like halfway there, and then you just see at the bus stop this like Canadian goose with the gym bag hops on, <laughs> just commuting the old fashioned way. I'm too tired. 
too tired to continue. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, and and, uh, and Canadian geese. I mean, they they do fly very efficiently. Um, mm-hmm. the the fl- the V actually that they fly the in flying V is used to help draft. Um, it actually is more efficient than if you were to fly directly behind the goose in front of mm-hmm. you. Um, because the air pattern is kind of disrupted. Um, same way we have turbulence you know, with airplanes. Um, you wouldn't be able to fly as easy. But when you draft off in the side. It makes it like I mean a high percentage, like thirty, forty percent more efficient to to do that. Yeah. So you can fly for longer, and they take turns um, with leading. With they leading. all like move around. So like if once you get tired, you get to just go to yep. the back and just kind of draft yep. off the rest of the geese. So and they're getting the least wind resistance. And the annoying thing about them is that they honk incessantly. Um, but they honk incessantly because the ones in the back actually are honking to encourage the one in front. No joke. They really, really see team oriented. So, yeah. Oh, but did you know um, why when you look at a, a flying V, there's always one side that's longer than the other? I did not know why, but I know that there's one there. They're, uh, they are always one side is longer. Yeah, It's because there's more geese on that side. That's a terrible joke. And I hate you. <laughs> I totally fell for that. But it's true, though. <laughs> It's my dad's. It's my dad joke. Um, so yeah. So okay. Well, I, I will. I will hand you water. Can I just say that you will never become a dad telling that joke? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> never gonna happen. So also, here's the thing, though. One, they actually are a pretty sturdy animal. They weigh about twenty pounds. They additionally live ten to like twenty years in the wild. So yeah. if I'm just turning into a goose, like I don't have to worry about like heart conditions mm-hmm. um here's the other thing is like i said before they can fly about 40 to 50 miles an hour mm-hmm. they can easily fly 40 miles an hour for a whole day okay tell me why that's bad i i feel like it's the reason why i wouldn't be a zebra there's no uniqueness at all. I'm just like a massive one exactly in a, one it's easier for me to blend in that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you committed a crime, you could just step outside and turn into a goose. And exactly. Know, they wouldn't know which goose is Exactly. You. you would be a very, I'm guessing you would be like some sort of parrot or something. And everyone would be like, the parrot, he was the one. No, I, uh, I would be one of three birds if I had to be a bird. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll give it to you in the order. Uh, mockingbird number one, because each mockingbird has its own kind of pseudo unique call. Um, they okay. pick up the calls of others around them. Fun fact: mockingbirds will sometimes imitate car alarms. If car alarms are in the city, <laughs> you'll have this mockingbird just doing a car alarm the whole time. It's just super annoying and hilarious. Bugging the bejesus out of everyone. Yeah, you should YouTube it. It's it's really really funny. They do a pretty good job too. Um, also, they're insanely vicious. Mockingbirds will fight off eagles um, to protect their young, and there's some great videos on YouTube of that as well. If I wasn't a mockingbird, though, I would probably be an American kestrel, the smallest of the falcon family, brightly colored, very majestic. Uh, they can outfly nearly any bird, except maybe a barn swallow. Or a Canadian goose. No, no, no. They, they, they're way faster than Canadian geese. Not for uh, distance. Hold on. Not for distance. How fast? American kestrel? Yeah. I, 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 okay, because I, I, I just looked up some American, uh, like Canadian geese f- facts. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know what? This is ironic too, because you're actually Canadian and I'm American, I, and I've I, chosen I the Canadian goose, and you have chosen <laughs> the American kestrel. Um, <laughs> so, if a Canadian goose catches a strong tailwind, they can fly up to seventy miles an hour, and they can fly fifteen hundred miles in a day. That's really impressive. Exactly. 
So I can fly circles around you, friend. Yeah, American Kestrel can only fly about 40 miles per hour in short bursts. So take so that. So I'll give you that. But they're also super, super tiny. Only about uh, anywhere from 11 to 14 inches tall. They're so. classified as a sparrow falcon. Yeah, they're super cute. <laughs> I like them so much. They're called. Some of them are called. There's something called a merlin here. <laughs> it could be that. It's a little bit larger. Yeah. If it wasn't a, 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 a kestrel, though, I would be either uh, the the gold eagle or uh, maybe one of the sea eagles. They're just enormous. And but what so would cool. the benefit of that be besides being cool? I'm talking about like just being cool. Utilitarian Canadian goose been around like forever, mm-hmm. gonna be around forever. It's identified as least endangered. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> least concern. I but, could blend in. I could migrate with them. <laughs> I could go seventy miles an hour if I get a good tailwind. <laughs> and and I'll give you all those things. But watch one YouTube video of a golden eagle shoving uh, mountain goats off mountains and then eating them down below. Well, I would. It looks be, like so much fun. Why would, cruel fun, but fun. I wouldn't be eating. I wouldn't be eating as a Canadian goose. Would you think that as a as a human turning into an eagle, you would want to eat a a goat? No, no. But well, but I definitely would fish. It's that, way easier than casting a rod. Are you kidding me? That'd be, that'd that's be, true. You could use your eagle eye. It'd be so good. I could read from so far away. Well, see, that's the My okay. That, hearing is that, incredible. That I will give you. Like, if you could turn into like an eagle of some sort. I mean, your vision would be insane. So you could like turn into an eagle and then just like sit on your like, you know, your roof and just like watch the sights. Yeah. You could become a spy. Oh, yeah. See here. okay, would you would it just be us that would have this power? Would society in general have this power? Oh, my God. If it was society, then you would never trust another animal again. You would be always concerned that you would have the like, um, what's it called? The uh, the Ron Weasley effect. Where <laughs> your rat is actually a man. <laughs> no, if, if if society as a whole could all change into animals, then I really would be a mole, and I would just bury myself as deep in the earth, far from Do humanity you think as possible. That, that would cause a humanity to become more in touch with nature. No, we'd be we'd be jerks. We'd be the worst kind of jerks, worse than we are now, How because so? because. We would say we are nature, so we don't have to care about it. We'd still have SUVs and just be like crapping on the planet and be like, we don't need to save the rhinoceros. I know a rhinoceros, okay? He's fine. Jim in accounting is a rhinoceros. What? Oh, my gosh. It's it like would, that movie Rhino yeah. or whatever, Rhinoceros with Gene Wilder where everyone's turning into rhinoceri randomly. It's like a 70s movie. You should look this up. I have not seen that. It's like this absurd movie where every person in the world is infected with this virus, the rhino virus. <laughs> and they're all, by the way, the rhino virus is the common cold. But in this movie, if you get the virus, you turn into a rhinoceros. Oh, man. And this guy is the last person left on the planet who's not a rhinoceros. There's, there's... He's living in constant fear. <laughs> There's some movie recently. It's a Netflix original, if I don't recall. Um, and uh, I can't remember. It's not Johnny Depp. It's it's some big name actor. He's in there. But the whole premise is is that he goes to this like uh, like retreat where like you'll find love. 
But if you don't find love, then you turn into this animal forever. And it's like a horrible animal. It's like a weasel or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. It looked really, really good, though. It, it definitely said... You turn it, into a weasel? It was something like that. That I gotta, sounds terrible. I gotta look this up. So, okay. So I feel like as if if society of all society could you know, turn into an animal of their choice. We would all probably choose different animals for different reasons. But I would say that a bird would be the most um, convenient, wouldn't you? I mean, think about how your travel time would be affected. Hopefully, although, if everyone was turning into animals and enough people were turning into birds, then perhaps like your uh, commute would be quite a bit shorter simply because there would be less cars on the road. <laughs> Actually, you know, you say that this would be terrible for the planet. I would actually say it would be beneficial for the planet. Think about how much more green everything would be because you'd have a good amount of people who, like me, see the light and want to be Canadian geese. <laughs> okay, but for every one of you who's like, yeah, I definitely want to be, you know, eco-friendly and great, you have a bronado of... <laughs> douches who are turning into lions all wearing tap out shirts (laughs) who are like i'm gonna be a freaking lion we're just gonna have like we're gonna have a million lions and timber wolves and and like jaguars see my fear would be that i wouldn't be killed by an actual animal but by you as an eagle who would mistake me like for an actual Canadian goose, there would be there would be like a whole new I'd have chapter. I have to wear like a name tag. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to wear like a, a an orange hunting vest. Like when you're in the I'd animal. have to get my like or yeah, I'd have to somehow like I'd have to turn into a bird and then somehow like like <laughs> I don't know get an orange hunting vest on. There'd be a whole new like chapter on like types of manslaughter, <laughs> like. Animicide. You, you accidentally <laughs> killed somebody when they were an animal and you didn't know. And then they turned back in. You accidentally <laughs> killed somebody while you were an animal and they were an animal and you didn't know. Mm-hmm. You accidentally- well, and just like in Harry Potter, our, our scenario of Harry Potter, there would be groups of people who were like the really eco-friendly types who would live out like in Yellowstone. Yeah. And like just be the animals. Oh, and then there would be another type of eco-friendly type people who would be animals and destroy human, <laughs> like man-made things. Yeah, to like uh, rage against like society for destroying nature. If I could be any animal, like I haven't I haven't thought of this long enough to have a great answer. I think I'd probably be like a snow leopard, or I'd be some kind of like whale. See, it's tough because I really feel like. The Canadian goose is the strongest <laughs> animal of all of these. I was talking to my girlfriend, Molly, about this. She, well, obviously you know her. But at any rate, she's, for she, she's those seven right of there. she's probably sleeping. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, for those seven of you out there who don't know me, um, she wants to be a pigeon. And the reason for this is, is that she would become a spy. A homing pigeon, yes. She would be a homing pigeon. And she would be a spy and she would like just be like a pigeon, like getting fed by like spies while they're <laughs> dumping their bread on the ground or whatever, talking on the benches. It's and not then a she bad would know idea. all their secrets, which well, actually isn't a bad plan. Well, at that point, like a rat would be even better, right? Because rats are, they're not the people, indigenous to one area. Every continent has rats. Well, that's true. People also uh, would rather kill a rat than a pigeon, I believe. <laughs> Unless you live in New York or Chicago. That's true. 
<laughs> Those things are just flying rats with more diseases. <laughs> well, I know I totally agree with you. I think pigeons are a uh, <laughs> scourge to our society. You ever notice you never see any baby pigeons? <laughs> Why is that? I don't have any idea. Isn't that terrifying? <laughs> that is kind of terrifying. Think about it. I They must be somewhere. They're around. <laughs> but at any rate, like if you could be... Like an animal that blended in really well. Uh, here's the other problem, is that if people could be those animals, what they would do is they would sneak into your house in animal form and then just rob you blind when you went to bed. <laughs> like they'd go through your valuables, and like then yeah. the pigeon would fly off with your <laughs> grandmother's wedding ring. Yeah. Joke's on them, it's costume jewelry, because we were extremely poor. <laughs> I was trying to think of how annoying <laughs> vegans would be if they could be animals. <laughs> how do you how so? Like I have friends that are vegan and they're great. But I also know a few other And they're great, but I'm gonna slam them anyway. No, 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 no. Low hanging fruit. Not all vegans are bad. Um, but I do know some vegans that are really, really like militant about it. Um, same mm. thing with uh me being a feminist. I'm a feminist, but very I, litigious. I, but you know, I we all know of the trope of a angry feminist because some of them exist there's people out there who just want to be offended and, well, and the, aren't uh, solution focused that is very true there are many types of people who are like a like that crazy church like the westboro baptist mm-hmm. church that is like just like goes in protests yeah it's like the worst thing you can think of they protest like a, a soldier's death like a funeral yeah like basically there's these people that ruin it for everyone yeah. thanks a lot so anyways, but, these vegans. But they're not feminists. <laughs> Probably not. No. It would be quite ironic if they were. No, there's no way. Um, no, but I mean, so for, for every for every group, you have your bad seeds and your good seeds. But uh, So disclaimer. But I'm just, it's, I'm just thinking. It's finished. <laughs> I'm just thinking of how like even more militant like parts of Greenpeace and some of my vegan friends like might be. Like I said, be. they'd be destroying things. Yeah. As as animals. Like like 50 rhinos would come and destroy the like Hummer factory. <laughs> yep. Which I'm not going to shed a tear for the Hummer factory. <laughs> well, even so. <laughs> Here's my question. Would the police be allowed to capture you as their animal? There, there, there would have to be some like, kind if of I had dose like, that you would like turn you back to human no matter what. They, like, they would shoot you with like some sort of gun, some kind of dart gun. Yeah. Well, here's what I would think is that like the strongest and fastest of our animal like counterparts would be used in the military. So like we would, we would um, like have people that could organize real animals to fight for us. Yeah, <laughs> it is a possibility. Yeah. We also go into the whole um, gorilla football. Oh, I was actually just about to get there. Although we will get there soon enough. Although <laughs> if you could have a rhinoceri running backs, are you kidding me? So uh, back to our topic. I yes, I do believe that a gorilla football league would emerge. Yeah. Here is my question, though. How like how would this increase our like animal research if we could all turn into animals? Like, you know there would be scientists out there who would turn into gorillas or turn into whatever animal and just, like, go out and study their ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that the most, uh, like, intrepid of these people would attempt to make contact with gorillas. (laughs) Like, they would try and go, like, live in their herd. Yeah. And, like, like figure out their communication. (laughs) 
and that is what would lead to the ape uprising here's here's the problem though i feel like i feel like yeah you might walk like a duck and you might look like a duck not one of us but you definitely are going to sound like a duck not to ducks they're going to be like why is that guy just yelling profanities in location (laughs) he's said a single (laughs) noun since he got here it's it's only profanity like like dude he hasn't even, he doesn't even know my, I've told my name nine times. He still doesn't know my name. You would find out that they actually, like, they would just shun you. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably true. But maybe that, maybe as uh, over time. They would instinctively know that you are not one of them. That's, how would you learn? And then how would you explain it to somebody else? Well, and see, that's what it would be. It would be, it would take time. You'd have to go to, like, duck school. No, there would just literally be people that would just be apes their whole lives. Uh, and then they would go native and forget who they were. Yeah. That's a whole movie right there. That's definitely it's a movie. A, it's a, or as you said on a previous episode, that's a great Law & Order episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They always they always do Law & Order episodes that are way too long for the 45 minutes they have. They end up cutting these really important parts out. My favorite is whenever it's like a somewhat controversial one, though. They'll always be like, we the people of New York find the defendant. And then it just goes blank, and then it goes Dick Wolf. And it's like because they know, no matter what they say, like you'd be angry one way or the other. Uh-huh. And they're like, "That's a good episode." And I'm like, "No, it's not. It's infuriating." I watched 45 minutes. Here's an episode I don't know if about go to jail that really that? controversial topic. Say abortion. Yeah, but we're not going to tell you what happened. No, so that we don't run the risk of offending you as a viewer. Yeah, that's oh, really that's a big cop out. It, it's a cop out. Well, it's here's well the done, law. Here's but... the Law and Order episode for you. That would happen is that scientist goes out to like live in the jungle with the gorillas. He's out there for 15 years. Nobody hears from him. He comes back into town as a gorilla and murders somebody. <laughs> the police, you know, shoot him with that injection thing. It yep. turns back, it turns out he's a man. Yeah. But he's like so, he's so crazy uh, on his ape lust for violence and. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> ape, ape, his ape ways. <laughs> that it turns out that they they have to figure out like wh- what kind of crime was this? <laughs> was it murder or was it just an animal? Either way, he's gonna get put down. <laughs> Up next on CSI Savannah. <laughs> Savannah, you know they have so many CSIs that it's it wouldn't be surprising if they started to uh, you know go overseas. <laughs> yep. You know. Yep. CSI Berlin. Oh, no, it just, it makes, oh, it just makes no sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, that would definitely be a Law & Order episode. It totally would. And and what... So, what would your laws be? Yeah, there'd be so many different... Th- society would have to get really comfortable really fast with a bunch of weird stuff. Well, if everyone's going to turn into animals, then yes, yeah. that was exactly what would happen. And you know, there would be some crazy country that would declare like a national animal, and everyone would have to be that animal. Yep, some sort of dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Like you know, in North Korea, they'd all have to be some sort of like his favorite animal, his whatever his whatever favorite animal was. <laughs> Which I'm sure would cause lots of people to flee the country. <laughs> Refugees would be very hard to keep out. Yes, they would. <laughs> that, that if they would, were all geese. Like, like, like you know, how they used to have the the Cubans like trying to like get over like in their you know either fishing boat or you know sometimes it would even be just like you know a canoe. They or were literally just swimming the fifty miles. Just swimming, yeah. Which I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm somewhat naive of where we're at. I know we're opening diplomatic. 
ethnic relations, but yeah. I don't think we're accepting Cubans. No. But at any rate, like you'd all of a sudden just there would be massive swarms of like fish like <laughs> migrating towards <laughs> towards uh, Florida or like bur- all this all these birds like and then once they were there, there would be no stopping them. Nope. Terrorism actually, like your your like uh, chance for terrorism would be far greater. Yeah, yeah. One imagine. lone Canadian goose carrying a gym bag of explosives. <laughs> I imagine that would be a lot of things get more difficult, more complicated. You'd I mean, actually probably be better off living out and going native and just becoming an animal. Yeah, think about it. I mean, if you if you're like, oh, I'm a dog person, as in I literally turned into a dog. Like, <laughs> how how can five minutes from now it's not okay for me to sniff your crotch? <laughs> but right now, that's how we all say hello. Like, we'd have to get really comfortable with some really interesting. It would move topics. society a lot more. I bet. I bet nude like nudity nudity would yeah. just all of a sudden like become more norm yeah normal. definitely like, people wear would wear clothes not for fashion but more just to stay warm yep <laughs> because like i'm guessing like you know animals are naked they don't have any clothes no at least not that not the stupid ones no would you either choose one animal or could you be any animal see i think I mean, ideally, you'd be Top able to be any animal, but I think that you know, if we're going to be realistic about it, yeah, in this absurd scenario of all of society turning into animals at any time, I think you'd be one animal, <laughs> and I think it would be really hard to choose. And I would like to see that if we were going to do a movie about it, what would happen is you'd be able to be any animal until you were like thirteen, yeah, and then that would be your like on your thirteenth on your like thirteenth birthday, then you would have to like reveal your animal to everybody at like a big party. Okay, so I'm super glad that you went there because this whole topic for those of you at home who have written or read the Golden Compass have been flirting around this idea. The Golden Compass, great book, great movie. I saw like I think they were gonna do like a series and they only did one movie and then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. think I saw it. And it's like somebody's like a polar bear or something. That's all I remember. Yeah. So and you have a uh, of gold. each person has their own demon. Um, and they, they just use that term because they use that term. Also, it's a great term. Um, but your your demon is an animal um, that's constantly changing. But eventually, your it, it settles down and becomes just one animal, and that's it. But it's a partner. It's like part of your soul that exists outside your body. That's awesome. That you always interact with. It's an insanely amazing idea, and it's such a cool concept. And in the book, spoiler, it's been out for like 10 years, 20 years, guys. Come on. This um, might as well be just called the Rick and Daff spoiler, yeah. spoiler podcast. Yeah. Or we but, just spoil things for people. But in there, um, this one person is trying to like harvest all this energy, and they do that by removing the person's demon from them. And then like like just like taking the energy of it. That's horrible. And so it's like taking so half of somebody's soul away. And it's like crazy. Um excellent book, excellent, uh excellent movie. Movie was pretty good. It got Daniel Craig in it. So gotta love that. But his demon was a snow leopard, and it was so freaking cool. Um, by the way, I have to amend one thing from our Bond versus Batman episode. Yeah. Because we made fun of Pierce Brosnan's Bond quite a bit. Oh yeah. Uh, turns out he's actually killed the most people. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Daniel Craig has killed the least people. Yeah, he's killed the least, and he's bedded the least women. But he has punched a lot of people. He has a ton. And you know that probably off camera he was killing a lot more people. 
Oh, oh, he, he, he was killing it off camera in a number of ways, <laughs> number of if ways. we're being totally honest. He's one of the more sexy of the Bonds. Although he's actually he's more active, too. Like Most of the Bonds weren't really, didn't do a whole lot of running scenes or climbing scenes. He actually was doing some of the parkour, like jumping yeah. from roof to roof scenes. Yeah, it was really impressive. Well, and he was pretty much rogue. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, so what you what are you getting at here that like people would start stealing and acquiring the animal from no, other people no. or what? I, I, I was I was just I was just kind of highlighting the, the the nuance that you mentioned of you could be any animal, but eventually you'd have to choose one. Oh, that's exactly yes. like for the books yeah, where you, you could become anyone, but then eventually it settles down. You would and have to choose one animal. Then that would be interesting because you don't choose which animal your demon becomes in the book. Your demon um, becomes whatever animal is reflective of you. So that brings us back to the original thing, which is what if you can't choose your animal? What if your animal chooses you? And you really are just a mole because your name is Stu and you're in accounting. That would suck. Then you would never be your animal. But what if your name was Stu and you were in accounting and you were this little guy and you were like this massive black jaguar? And they were like, (laughs) what's up with Stu? You would just get promotions based off of like people would start to like associate your animal with like success yeah like, oh you're you're an elephant there must be something special about you like that would go on your resume animal black panther yeah <laughs> you'd have this like five foot three middle-aged guy with like coke bottle glasses you know totally like nondescript and like passover worthy but uh but he has this incredibly sexy animal he turns into Women would be like, there's got to be something about him. There's something there. You know what they say about big cats, right? <laughs> we all, we've like all heard these, about it. There would be all these weird just slang terms that would start to come into like existence just simply because yeah. of these like animals. Oh, my gosh. That's, yep. that's absurd. <laughs> You'd also have to become your animal in your interview just to prove that it was real because everyone would lie. Like yeah. there would be some in- animal that would be more popular than the other animals, <laughs> you know, for a particular reason <laughs> or a region or whatever. And so you'd have to <laughs> you'd have to like check in the interview. I mean, just so like they'd be like, just so uh, we're clear. I mean, I, I totally believe that you are an anaconda, but, you know, just it's just one of those things. We have to do it like the drug tests, you know, <laughs> can you please just. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I imagine them having to like walk you out to this like open parking lot so you could prove that you are a blue whale. <laughs> and you're like, I don't want to change. I literally will start dying right away. My, my, I'm a flying fish. My, I didn't choose the animal. It chose me. My body's too heavy. It'll crush my lungs if I'm on land. And it's like, just change real fast. <laughs> no. Change and change back. <laughs> they would have a tank. They would have to have you'd, an. You'd have to. You'd have to. You, th- there would be some law passed after somebody died, and it would be like if you are interviewing somebody and you are having them turn into an animal, you must provide an aquarium for aquatic animals. Here's the here's the other thing I was I, that sparked my imagination. What, like, our Senate, our government. What would happen there? Do you think that eventually we would become more in tune with our animal instincts and perhaps they would start to overrun us? Like perhaps our, our to use an example from here, we have a senator, uh, Patty Murray. Mm-hmm. What if her animal was like some sort of, I don't know, 
some sort of predator. And she got up to speak, and she's filibustering. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, somebody insults her, and she turns into, like, this ravenous badger and, like, attacks them. And then they are obliged to turn into whatever they turn into and fight back. Yeah. That would be, that would be the thing. You, you have to... Would it be like you can completely control it, or would it be one of those things like like Vessin from the show Grimm, oh, where you can't where, where it. when you get angry it comes out like accidentally? See, and that would be my question. I I, I think if you sp- I think that people would have to start gauging how much time they spend in their animal form. Yeah, it would there would be a balancing act because I feel like if you didn't spend enough time, you would start to get crazy in a different way. But if you spent too much time, you would start to become more animal than man. Yeah, definitely. And so your first instinct would be animal aggression. Mm-hmm. It's very complicated. This society that we've created. I'm really excited for it. But again, like I said, if everyone could become an animal and they could all be animal control jobs would be like considered just the, like the lowest of the low. Yeah. They would be the parking enforcement of the of our day. Which side note, if I ever ran for mayor of a town, I would run on a anti parking and like I would run on a free public parking platform. Yeah, definitely. Because I I, I literally actively booed a parking attendant today while walking. I had to pay my parking ticket today. I didn't. It wasn't like he was just out there like looking, and I was like, I started booing him because like that's absurd. Yeah, it's public parking. Yeah, stop and stop, stop, stop oppressing us. <laughs> Yeah, it was $48 because I left my car in a two-hour parking spot in front of my house like for like 15 minutes too long. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, by, by 15 minutes, I mean like four hours. Like I but said, still. I think I said this <laughs> on an earlier episode. You should be able to park wherever you, you want. You should be able to park wherever you want, and you should be able to egg parking attendants. <laughs> It's part of the job. They give you like a helmet and a shield. <laughs> it's like going to get the golf balls on the golf course on yeah. the driving range. Absolutely. Like you, they just like give you like a helmet and like a little thing, and you're in that like basically like Pope mobile that picks up the golf balls. <laughs> like essentially, you'd be like that. Like everyone would be free to try and try and hurt you with eggs yeah. or whatever. Oh. At any rate, um. So here's my. I guess we got, we need to wrap this up. It's, it's a long episode. It's a good one though. This is a good episode for you out there, you sexy people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think ultimately? Last question. We're gonna wrap it up. Would this be good or bad for society? Bottom line: If we could turn into animals, bad. And your reasoning? My reasoning is just that society is inherently bad, and any any power that they get is instantly going to be abused horribly okay this is one of the few times where i'm gonna be the one that says yes and you're gonna be the one that says no my thought is society's already terrible so at least this way i get some cool power out of it (laughs) (laughs) if the world's gonna burn i'm gonna have marshmallows yeah exactly that's my exact thought because i think you could be exactly right i think that things could get a whole lot worse yeah but at least I'd be able to turn into my Canadian goose and fly to work. I would get those minor conveniences back out of it. Yeah. Oh. Or maybe an ostrich. If, if you haven't seen Zootopia, you should watch it. Like, I haven't seen Zootopia. Tonight, after talking to this talk. It was delightful, and oh my God, you would love it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, it actually looks really interesting. It was It was really. It was well, well uh, reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. 
and I liked it a lot. And they they, they tackled like a whole bunch of things like racial like r- race relations and Was it like, like uh, Animal Farm, George Orwell. No, no, <laughs> not quite. But like like bunnies can call each other cute, but no one else can call bunnies cute. <laughs> and like ah. and, and it was like hilarious how they like brought that up and this big snow leopard is like apologizing so profusely. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. Oh my gosh. It was it was hilarious. Just okay. hilarious. Well and on that random uh tangential change of topic. I guess it's time to end. Uh, if you would like to contact us, we are at rickanddafts at, at gmail.com. Gmail. We're at Facebook, uh, Rick and Daffs Podcast, and we're on the Exposing Jack Thirst page. Uh, Stitcher and Podbean. Podbean. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. Thanks for listening. This has been the Rick and Daffs Podcast. Ka!